Hey everyone, my name is Asher Roddy. And this is Tyler Whipple. Welcome to Talking Two-Tone. We're thrilled to bring you a new and thought-provoking podcast that talks all things Tennessee Titans. Go ahead and reserve your ticket now. It's going to be an incredible journey. Tighten up. All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Talking Two-Tone. I'm Tyler Whipple. I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Asher Roddy. We're ready to talk some Titans with you guys. What a win this weekend, Asher. Oh, man. We smacked them in the mouth, just just like I wanted to see it. We dominated that game from start to finish. There was not a single point in that game where I was worried. It was fantastic to watch it. Defense stepped up. I mean, defense is averaging less than 10 points a game over the last four. Uh, they're, they're nasty, man. They're, they're a group of guys that just look like Rabel. When they, when they, the way they play as a collective unit, they look like the spitting image of Mike Rabel. It's, it's incredible to watch. And one thing that, that really, really stood out for me, you know, to start it off, zero turnovers. No turnovers. Um, when we don't turn the ball over, we cannot – it's extremely difficult to beat us. Um, it was incredible to watch it. Offense was in sync. We were running the ball at will. Um, but, yeah, turnovers, man. Turnovers were, were huge for us in the games that we lost. And in the games that we win, it's not even close when we win the games. But, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a solid, solid point. The Titans have done that all year. When they win the turnover battle, we win the game. If we have zero turnovers, I, I'd like to see the stats since Mike Rabel's been there win the loss and we have zero turnovers. We, if we don't beat ourselves, we play real sound football. We're really, really tough team to beat. And it shows every Sunday, you know, this time, this team is very disciplined. They take under uh, the Mike Vrabel's uh, era. They've, they've been that way the entire time he's been there. Um, just very disciplined. They don't get penalized a whole lot. And the turnovers has been a lot of misfortune this year because of, you know, we've had, Tannehill's had the turnover bug a little bit, but that goes with a lot of not having synergy with these receivers and the backs and the guys not used to being in those positions. And you know, it's just been, Tough at this time, but you can say we're getting healthy and the guys are back and they're playing solid Tennessee Titan football that we know they can play. And when they do that, man, look out. This team can go all the way and play for that Super Bowl this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a team that's built to make a Super Bowl run. This team is built very, very well by John Robinson. And I will tolerate no slander of, of John <laughs> Robinson. The guy has built a competitive roster with a cornerstone of the franchise, the cornerstone of the franchise, going out for eight games, we have rushed for more yards in those eight games, the same same yards per carry, and we've rushed more without Derrick Henry, but for more yards. It, it, uh, the foundation of the team is so rock solid. It is a lunch pail, put on your hard hat, go punch them in the mouth on both sides of the ball mindset. It's not a, it's not, it's not a flashy, you know, 40-point game kind of team like the Chiefs or, or you know, even, you know, sometimes the Bills, even though, you know, who the hell knows what's going on with them. Uh, they're just going to punch you around. And, then you know, they're going to hit you with the jab. They're going to hit you with the jab. They're going to hit you with the jab. And then when the eighth round rolls around, they're going to hit you with an uppercut. And you're going to look up and be like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and that goes back to J-Rob. That's just how, that's how they draft. They draft big physical guys that they want to be maulers, you know, J-Rob, going back to your point about him being a great GM, he's not a guy who gets flustered in the moment. He is a problem solver. And I think that's one of the 
biggest things you can be as a GM. I'm not, I'm just an armchair GM myself, but when we have a hole or a deficiency somewhere, J-Rob attacks that hole and that deficiency, and he usually corrects it. And just looking at our pass rush this year, our secondary, um, all the injuries we've had this year, and we went out and signed these guys. We brought um, Foreman back this year. I mean, he's just a problem solver. He knows how to run a franchise, and it's, and it's shown – massively this year with this team and this depth that we've built so far. So going on to that, um, actually we won back-to-back games and now we are in the driver's seat for that one seed. Yeah. And we've, we've gone back-to-back division titles. You know, I, I can just hear the song, you know, back-to-back by Drake going on my head as in a repeat. Um, I, this team, I'm telling you, if we, if we can just take care of Houston this week, I know they've beaten us before, but we turned the ball over, I think, five times that game, and it was still close towards the end. They're a depleted team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a nice feeling that as opposed to, like, four years ago where we were waiting in the last game to clinch a playoff spot to now it's coming down to the last game of the year to win the whole division in the regular season. It's so nice. Um, it's just – it's just – a breath of fresh air to know that if we win this game, we get that bye week for Derek and we get that bye week for the team too. Just the overall team. Like you can tell there are players out there that aren't playing healthy. I mean, it's, it's January, it's January football. Nobody is at a hundred percent, but if we get Derek Henry back with the first round bye in the playoffs, we host home field advantage up until the Super Bowl, and he's got fresh legs. He was the front runner for the MVP before he got hurt. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. And, you know, he comes back with fresh legs off of an injury that should end his season. Adam Schefter. <laughs> yeah, Adam Schefter, you clown. You utter, utter clown. You're not a clown. You're the whole circus. <laughs> you, that's why, you know, that's another That's another tidbit for another day. That's why you don't try to report something first. You report it correctly first. Thank don't, you, the report. Thank you, yes. Don't be that guy that tries to beat everybody to something and get it wrong. Be the guy that takes his time and does it right. Every time I think of this, I think of that SpongeBob episode when, you know, he's going against Neptune and Neptune's just railing out all of those burgers into the crowd, just whipping them up with like a thousand a second. And, you know, SpongeBob takes his time and makes that one Krabby Patty and he wins because it's so much better than anything that Neptune did. What a beautiful analogy. A beautiful analogy. Bringing SpongeBob, I'm always game for some SpongeBob analogies, Ashley. Well done. Thank you. Um, but you go back to uh, what that you just said. Four years ago, you know, we were we were stressing out week 16 to um, clinch a playoff berth against Jacksonville, I believe it was. I went to that game, um, tidbit. However, the NFL kind of works in this, like this. You know, these teams that are built with a solid foundation that we have, Vrabel and Bob and Tannehill and Henry, there's usually a – uh, there's a rotation of how it happens. I mean, that may be not a good word to use, but you break into the playoffs. You break into the playoffs. You win a couple of playoff games. You know, then you start dominating the regular season. You get into the playoffs again. You don't have a good showing. Now you're the one seed. We're taking this next giant step. So this season, if we get in that championship game like we did two years ago, did we win that? It's just you know, it's just. These steps, we keep building forward. We keep building forward. I just got a good feeling about this team this year. If we make it to the Super Bowl, we may not win the Super Bowl, but we could make it to the Super Bowl this season. This, you know, J- this is what J. Rob and Mike Vrabel has been building through the last five years, and uh, 
uh, whew, I'm excited. So, yeah, uh, you know, a large part of that is going to be about the King returning. When Derek comes back to play, he's going to be pissed off because he didn't get a thousand yards. He won his third straight rushing title. He's going to be pissed off. He's going to be fully healthy in January. Do you know how? I promise you, he would never say it. He has never been a guy to talk about injuries, and he never will be. But I promise you that every single time he's been playing this late in the year, he has been banged up. I, I, you know, I bet the house on it. I just signed on a condo today, and I would bet that condo that, that he has <laughs> never been healthy in January. I mean, how do you get 300 carries in the NFL a year? I mean, he's had three, back-to-back years with 300 carries. You're going to be banged up. You're running into – 250-pound line, linebackers and 300-pound linemen all year long. I mean, it's 300 times. It's like a car wreck 300 times in a row. Of course you're yeah. going to be banged up. And now we're, he's coming in with, what, I think 150 carries Good on the season? Yeah, he's, he's got fresh legs. He's ready, boys. And the king is ready to return and uh, take over his kingdom. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, I hope you don't make it, but I would love to see us put them out. Just to, oh my I'd God. love to see Derek Henry run for 250 on the Colts, and we shut Jonathan Taylor down for about 12 yards. Would be a oh, fantastic yeah. ending to their season, but uh, that's another day. So, and then we got the we got the king returning, but let's let's shed some little light on the defense. Asher, uh, how they've been balling. You talked about it a little earlier. We had uh, ten points or less in the last four games. Yeah, that does a little bit of the competition. We play some pretty bad offenses, but still, anytime you can limit a team to under ten points for four straight weeks, and on average, that's a good defense. Look. I mean, it, it's an incredible defense. I mean, they're the, they've catapulted from, like, 16th overall to number six over the span of these four weeks. And I don't care what anybody says about these offenses and all that. If you're an NFL team, if you're an NFL team, you are the best of the best at whatever you do, right? It, you're not going to have all 11 players on offense hurt at the same time. So, you know, just if you want to, if we wanted to, we could go down the list and pick every single player and how well he's playing on defense against these other opposing matchups and all that jazz. But we're not going to because we don't have time to, and it would bore you guys to sleep. But holding teams to less, an average of less than ten points over four weeks is incredible. They're clicking at the right moment, and I want to give a huge shout out to Jack Rabbit Jenkins. The guy has been balling out, balling out. I'm telling you, he, he's been targeted, I think, 121 times this year, and he's giving up, like, less than three yards a catch. That's crazy. With, yeah, he, he's literally just doing the same thing that Malcolm Butler did for us, except he's doing it better. Butler came in, started slow, was horrible, thought, my God, there's a reason why he got benched, and then he just learns the system, learns where he needs to be, trusts his teammates, and balls out. And he's been doing it. And uh, the reason why you don't hear Christian Fulton's name a lot is because, you know, the best thing a defensive back can be is unspoken about. You don't speak about it because he's not he's not being targeted. Um, and the play Chris, he had on Devontae Parker, I want to point that out for a second. Did you remember the play he had on Devontae Parker? He high-pointed that ball and knocked it out. Yeah. May have been the best play of his career. I mean, it, it was pitch perfect. I mean, he timed that ball up so quickly, and he got like maybe a fingertip on it to knock that ball out. I just wanted to point that out. I mean, that was a beautiful play. Yeah, I mean, he, he's been balling out too. The second – Elijah Molden, oh, my God, what a pick. What a pick. Pick 100. Pick 100. Yeah. Guy is a monster, dude. He's, he's a perfect slot corner. He reminds me so much of Cortland Finnegan, except he's faster. He's a lot faster than Cortland Finnegan. But, um, and, he, and he'll tackle. He'll tackle like crazy. Oh, he, he welcomes it. It's like, it's like it, they're like two twins. It's like it's his doppelganger. 
it's incredible to watch. Like, it's like you're seeing Cortland Finnegan out there just faster and, you know, welcoming contact. The only thing it's missing is him getting Andre Johnson ejected. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't want to talk about that. That's kind of embarrassing for our boy Cortland. But let's move on to, um, you know, Deonta Foreman has played so well in the absence of Derrick Henry. We just – we want to keep him on the roster. Isn't that right? Absolutely. I, you know what? And this is going to be a flaming hot take for some of you Titans fans out there. I say, here's what I think our running back should be. I think we should carry three backs. I think it should be Derrick Henry one, King Henry. And, you know, perfect tweet by Tyler this weekend. Prince, Prince Foreman and King Henry has a nice ring to it. I agree 100%. Derrick Henry RB1. Deontay, Dante Foreman, RB2, and Dontrell Hilliard, three. I would cut McNichols completely from the roster, and I would cut Darrington Evans. Darrington Evans is already going to be cut. He's been a failure to launch. Um, but, yeah, that's what I would do. I think Foreman has played his way under a roster. I think we can get him cheap, too. Same thing with Hilliard. McNichols is going to command a little bit of money for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, I would cut him. I mean, I think they're getting Hilliard for, like, I think it's like five hundred grand. I'm not even sure, which is ridiculous. He had a he's had great run since he's been on the team. He's finding holes. He knows what to do. He catches the ball well. Um, and Foreman's just like baby Derek. Yeah, Foreman's going to take the carries from Derek to keep those, those carries that load down on him, so we can have this guy for another five to five. six years, you know, and, and prime years. If the, Foreman takes those carries off of him, and then you know, I, I like the thought of having Hillier on the roster, but I wouldn't want to give him a lot of carries. If he comes in on third down, maybe your scat back, you know, he'd play special teams, return punts, kicks. I think he'd do well in that form too. But if he's actual depth too, if we lose one of those guys again, we're comfortable inserting him. So, yeah, I like that. But I would like to see maybe 75 to 25% carries with Henry and Foreman moving forward. I would really like to see that, you know. I would. I agree 100%. And McNichols, here's another tidbit from the game. The only sack that was credited to any player on the team last last game was to McNichols on that third down. Hmm. He completely whipped on that third down block where, where – I mean, he just went for the guy's ankles and hoped and prayed, and Tannehill got sacked. But, you know, there's really no excuse for McNichols to be on the roster at this point when Derek comes back, in my opinion. Um, he, he, Unless he's he just a stud in special teams. That's the only way they could keep him, you know. So. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think Foreman has definitely played his way into a role, not just a place on the roster, but a role in the offense. I agree. I hope I hope they do. You know, I think he can have some suitors too. You know, I can really see the Ravens going after him. I mean, a lot of these teams that demand a physical running back, Foreman's going to have some suitors because he's played his way into a contract. So, yeah, we'll see. You know, we'll see. He can have a. I mean, he's a top thirty-two back, no doubt. I mean, how could you yeah. say oh. not? Yeah, he's he's what played like what six games for the Titans, six or seven games. And, you know, he's, he's had over, what, 500 yards? I think he's close to 500 yards. Yeah, he, he's had a couple 100-yard games. I mean, he had 100 against the Patriots, 100 this week. Did he have 100 against the Texans? No, we didn't run the ball very well against the Texans. I can't remember. He had close to 100 in one of these games. I know he had 100 against the Dolphins and the, uh, the Patriots, but he had the bad fumble on the sideline. But, <clears throat> however, yeah, he, he's earned his carries, and uh, he's going to have some suitors. He's a top 32 back. He's going to be on a roster somewhere next year, and hopefully it's in two-tone blue. I think J-Rob makes that happen. Yeah, he had 100 against the Steelers. He had 132 Steelers. against – he had 108 against the Steelers, 132 against the Dolphins. He had 109 against the Patriots. He had 30 against New Orleans. He had five carries against the Rams for 29. 
Yeah, he's he's over five hundred. Or no, he's close. He's at four ninety seven. I'm sorry, he's at four hundred ninety seven. He's averaging four and a half a clip. He's got three touchdowns. He's been playing well. He's got that many yards splitting carries. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. And I feel like he's getting a little bit of the Derrick Henry. He gets a little better as the game goes. You know, these guys don't want to tackle anymore. He's just a boomer. You know, he's just he's going to go in the hole. He's going to hit you as hard as he can. He's going to fight for that extra yard. The guys don't like tackling that in the fourth quarter. So, really, really like Foreman. And, uh, you know, that, I think that kind of recaps the Dolphins game. We didn't talk a whole lot about it because there wasn't a whole lot to say. The Titans, you know, blistered them 34-3, exposed them. You know, they won the seven straight. They actually played a good team this week. Got, got just completely annihilated down in Nashville. Couldn't do anything on offense. And really couldn't stop our run game. So there's not a lot to talk about. We we was a better team. We won the game, and uh, we, we get this fan. We, we won yeah, the yeah, division. won the division. Hey, we didn't have to win that game. The Colts, you know, crapped the bed against the Raiders. As That's another game. So uh, anyway, let's just get this uh, fan of the weekend, Asher. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this this week's fan of the week is going to be my little brother Cameron. Actually, he's he's studying to be. Um, a doctor is going to be going to UAB medical school next year. He's doing a rural medicine program at Auburn right now. I don't like that very much, but um, we'll get him in here. All right, let's do it. Now it's time for Talking Two Tones Fan of the Week. All right, guys, like I said before, we're joined by my little brother, Cameron, who's studying, uh, he's in a rural medicine program right now in Auburn. He's going to be on his way to UAB Medical School, so hopefully one day he can figure out what the fuck's wrong with me, but uh, Cameron, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, and I don't think anybody will be able to figure out what's wrong with you. Right. It's an honest answer. All right, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Cameron, let's hear it, buddy. How long have you been a fan? What's your favorite memory of the Titans, and who's your favorite player, former or present? Okay, well, I've, I've been – I guess I started being a fan around the same time you did. I was in third grade, and, uh, um, you know, my family, we're big in the Texas Longhorns football, but it, it all started, I guess, when Vince Young got drafted. But honestly, for me, I mean, personally, I didn't really start caring about the Titans until – the following year when Michael Griffin got dra- got drafted because like I didn't realize there was such like a, I didn't realize there was a sense of camaraderie in the NFL com- that was comparable to college football and to me that was really cool that two players from the same championship team were going to be on the same professional team and so I was like okay you know this is really cool Dude, uh, that's a pretty damn good answer favorite player oof I got two uh, obviously Vince Young and then. Second, I gotta go with my man Delaney. Oh, Delaney yeah. Walker. He was, I, I feel like he was one of the players who rejuvenated Tennessee Titans football. He was the key player. I mean, he was a huge free agent signing, and he just kind of, and I believe it was 2015, he just had a hell of a year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, best, probably the best free agent signing J Rob's had. Yeah. Um, in his in his tenure, um, Danico Autry would like a word. Yeah, Danico Autry is up there right now. He's he's moving up that list. All right, Cam, yeah. what's your favorite memory of, of the Tennessee Titans? There's a lot, but uh, I think actually you mentioned one of them, and on your first podcast. But mine is when we were playing the Cardinals, and uh, we had a 99 yard touchdown drive, and our power went out during the storm, and so we drove around the card. Uh, listen to Mike Keith, and he just went absolutely ballistic when 
when Vince Young threw the pass to Kenny Britt. Yeah, that's, that was mine. That's one of them. I mean, there's so many. It's hard to choose, uh, you know, one in particular, but that's probably up there. Yeah, love I it. mean, love it. Yeah, and then Rob Brown's sixty-yard field goal. I mean, that was huge. Oh, oh yes, yeah. God, what I would give, I would give a large sum of money to have a solid kicking game with Rob Brown's. You know, Randy Bullock's been all right. He's missed a couple of key kicks, but I'd be willing to wager a lot of money that Rob Brown's would never miss a PAT, even with the you know the thirty-three-yard PAT. Yeah, he's very accurate. Hey, hang on, no, you said about Randy missing key kicks. Would you rather be? 11-4-1 right now, or 11-5? Because, you know, he missed the tie and kick against the Jets. So, what would you rather be right now? I, You know, I'd rather have – I'm not going to lie to you. I'd rather have a tie. I don't know. A tie is the same thing as a loss to me. It's, it's a like half game sister. better. It's a half game better. Well, You know, what, what, did, what, did, what did Donnie say in Wolf of Wall Street? He's like, you know, I'm not going to let somebody else fuck my cousin. Like, if somebody's going to fuck my cousin, it's going to be me. <laughs> How does that apply? You know, I think it's just you – know, <laughs> It doesn't. It does not. I think it would just—it would just—it would just be better to have a tie than a loss. I don't know. I mean, hey, you know what? You know what? You're right because we would—we would definitely. I don't even know if we'd lose this weekend if we wouldn't. Yeah, if the Chiefs won, we. So it doesn't matter really. The grand scheme of things, we would definitely be a half game ahead. Yeah, but if they won, we lost this weekend, which really doesn't change anything. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess you really have to hate decimals to not like ties. I guess, but yeah. all right, let's just get into it. Texans preview, they beat the shit out of us in, in the last <laughs> game because we turned the ball over five times. All right, yeah. it was a rainy game at Nissan Stadium. It was an ugly game. We couldn't do anything. I mean, they, you go to it. I mean, you, you take two pictures of any two things you wanted us to do, and we couldn't do them. Um, it was ugly. I don't think this is the same team as, as it was then. I mean, you had Des Fitzpatrick coming in and mean, in garbage time yep. reps. This last game, and in the and against the Texans, he was playing meaning. He was playing meaningful reps, which is, just should never happen. Um, but let's 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 get into it. I think we're going to just swarm him. I don't think Tyrod Taylor's going to. I don't know if he's going to play. If he does, I don't think he's going to have that same scrambling success again. Um, yeah, yeah, Davis Mills been named the starter, I think. He's, Davis Mills yeah. is the guy going forward from now on with the Texans. I'm uh-huh. pretty sure. Yeah, I heard so. that too. Yeah, that, that doesn't worry me as much. Davis Mills just seems like a kind of guy that looks like a career backup. Uh, career backup, yeah. Yeah, but like a really good backup. Like one that could win you two or three games if your starter's out for four games. Cole like, McCoy is a really good comp. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like that comp. That's a really good one. Uh, so, I mean, I, I feel confident in my prediction. I say I think Tennessee is going to hang another 30 bomb. I think the Titans are going to beat them 35 to to 14. I think we're going to beat the absolute shit out of them. Yeah, I don't think Texans are going to be able to – the way our defense is playing, I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball down the field very well. No, they could barely do it against the 49ers. Right. I mean, um, but, yeah, I'd I, I say 35-14 Tennessee, and one of those scores is a garbage time score by the Texans. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, what do, what do you have, Tyler? What's your score prediction? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I agree with you a lot. I think um... – that we're not going to have to worry about the – that's the biggest thing that cost us the game last – the last time we played him was Tyrod Taylor's scrambling ability. You know, he had two touchdowns rushing from and the goal, from goal to goal. So, I don't think we had that problem this this week. But I think it's a little closer. And we love our Titans. But we got to be honest with ourselves. When the Titans start getting patted on the back, this is when they, they had that inevitable letdown. But yeah. I think – I think they win the game, but I think it's a little closer than that. I think it's going to be 28-14, to 14 and we score a late touchdown to really put it out of the way. 
because uh, all the national media is giving us a little attention right now, and I don't like it. I'd rather us be the underdogs because we play way better in that role. So I'm going to go 28-14, Titan score late to put it away. So, All right, Cameron, what's your, what's your score prediction? I'm going 27-13, Titans. Just okay. I, I got, like the same thing that Tyler said. You know, you always – the Titans, they don't seem to do as well in the games that we, we think that they should win the game. But uh, I think it's going to be fairly close. But, I mean – yeah, I'd, I'd go 27-13, somewhere around that. And I think that. I think that's what we should beat them by. You know, it's still talking about professional players, but one thing I think we failed to mention is Cunningham's uh, presence Cameron, in stop defense. moving around so much. <laughs> right. I think stop. we've missed uh, – he's, he's good, he's good. I think we've missed uh, Cunningham's presence in the defensive room this week. Uh Hey, we're going to be really prepared for the Texans this time, I think, because he knows all the personnel he's been practicing against these guys all year long, and I think that helps us out a lot. So I think we really dominate on defense. It's just maybe our offense doesn't play as well. I don't know. I just got a feeling that we, we're not going to play as well as we should. So Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a very good time to be a Titans fan right now. We're about to go, we're about to, go to Houston. We're going to beat them in NRG Stadium, stadium and then we're going to walk up the one seed Derek's going to get a first round bye week. He's going to come in with fresh legs. And, you know, he's just, I think, I think that, you know, we always get too distracted looking ahead to the next game as, as fans. And, you know, that, that's important. And that's one of the reasons why I really like Bill Belichick. He keeps all of his players focused on the task at hand. It's never, you know, looking down the road, nothing like that. Um, and I think that Vrabel is going to make sure that we have that you know, against, against Houston, like they've already beaten us. There's, there's no, you know, we were, we have to respect this team, you know, and it, it might, the season might not have gone the way they planned or the way they thought it would for Houston, but they've already beaten us once at our place. And it's a rivalry. I mean, yeah. it, that, that's, you, you can, as much as you want us to win and go into playoffs and as much as they don't have anything to lose, I mean, they're, they're still going to come out fighting because we're rivals. Absolutely. Yeah. Great point. Great point. The visual foe always is tough to beat, regardless of the record. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and they would like nothing more than to knock us out of the one seed. I mean, yeah. they have nothing nothing to play for whatsoever. Yeah, actually, and, I was listening to Bustin' with the Boys podcast, I guess, last year, uh, when Derek was going to try to surpass, uh, I don't know, the, the biggest 2,000-yard uh season but like he said something it was like one of the last few games and Zach Cunningham hit him and he stopped him from getting it and he's like come on you you know you guys had nothing to nothing to lose and you know we have everything to lose and they said we don't care we're rivals and I thought that kind of illuminates how this game is gonna go or yeah foreshadows who do you guys think Derek Henry's like best friend on the team is Taylor. Le- Taylor Le- yeah, them guys have a good rapport together. You know? uh-huh. And he's he's always yeah, you know, he's an offensive lineman. Yeah. I feel Did like anybody that. see the uh the tweet with uh AJ Brown and Tannehill today? He's talking to Batman <laughs> and Robin there. Yeah. Yeah. Did you that see the comments sweet. on Instagram? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said <laughs> F your fantasy team. How- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta oh, love man. AJ. He's so he's just a real guy, you know. He, you can just tell yeah. he's just down to earth, and he don't care what to say. You know, he's just gonna say it. Uh-huh. Our, we're ten and two with AJ Brown on the on our on our team, and we're one and three without him. Yuck! This year, one mm-hmm. and three without AJ. So you know, one could even argue that you know that with him on the field, 
even without Derek, it, we're still in every single game. I mean, you just look at that stat alone. With, with if you were to t- to separate those ten and two games without Derek, I'm sure it would still be it would be well over positive. It'd probably be like something like six and two or something like that. Um, it, it's and you got to take one of those was against the Cardinals, so probably six and one. But but to build on that stat, you said they're one and three without them. That's the three games we've lost without Derek. So that shows you how important both of those guys be on the field is. Oh, absolutely. All right, Cameron, thanks thanks again for coming on the podcast. Uh, everybody, this is my little brother, Cameron. Um, he's come on here. He's given us – I mean, I have a winning uh, winning record this season. The Titans do whenever I watch a game with Cameron. And next week's probably going to be our last one for a little while. So, uh, thanks again for coming thanks. on to the podcast. Randy thanks Man. for having me. I was. It's fun talking Titans with people who actually know it. Yes, exactly. sir. We we really enjoyed you, Cameron. Man, appreciate it. Loved your love your memory. We didn't really touch on that a lot, but the Kenny Britt oh. back in the end zone touchdown was awesome. You, oh, did, yeah. you did a really good job, man. Good insightful takes. Uh, really appreciate you being on, buddy. Uh, thanks for having me. Y'all take care. All right, tighten up. Tighten, tighten up. up. Tighten up. Tighten up. Hey guys, that's been a two tone man. We we got y'all short and sweet pod this week. Maybe it keeps you guys a little more attentive we're trying to shorten them up a little i know it's kind of hard especially if you have a short commute because that's where most people listen to it but uh really appreciate you guys listening and uh you could be the next fan of the week just hit us up on twitter or facebook uh at talking to tom uh love having you guys on asher uh you got anything else to say bud um guys this is this is the you know the most important game of the year and you know every everybody says it's always the next game but this is the last game of the regular season we win this game. We secure that first round bye. Ooh, we get, yeah. We're the number one seed. We host the playoffs up until the Super Bowl. AFC Championship game goes through Nashville, which is going to be absolutely electric. Um, mm-hmm. Golly. This is the first time in a long time that Tennessee it cannot be denied. Like, th- this team is, is incredibly built, well built, like from top down to bottom, special teams. Um, shout out Brett Kern for that incredible game last week. Oh my uh, gosh, yes. I mean, Kern Daddy, Kern Daddy. Yeah. That's, what, that's what he called him. Okay, Kern uh, Daddy, the Colonel. Did, did you see the Jeffrey Simmons Kern? Uh, well, yeah, you sent me that actually. Yeah. Uh, you don't disrespect the goat of punting, okay, Jeffrey Simmons. If you're listening, yeah, you better high five that guy first time next time, okay? Yeah, big, big mistake. <laughs> We're gonna have some problems. <laughs> that was hilarious. You gotta love Brett Kern. Let's go. Let's go into NRG Stadium and let's, you know, beat the shit out of the Texans. Let's get that first round by, and let's get everybody healthy. You know, everybody back on the field. Every single player is fully healthy or as healthy as they're going to get when we go into the divisional round against whoever we play. And you know who I would love to play first round of the playoffs? I would really, really just love to play the Patriots at home. I would love to play them at full strength with A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Derrick Henry. And, you know, because they're a team that it, the more they win, the more dangerous they get. Um, I feel like if, if, they, if they were to go on a playoff run, it would be similar to ours. But they don't, they don't scare me. Like, they're, they're, you know, they, got, no. they, can get, they can be thrown around. Their offense um, is limited. And I don't, I don't see the Patriots getting to the divisional round. I really don't. Whoever they match up with, I think they're going to be the worst playoff team out there, in my opinion. I don't want to play the Chargers in the first playoff round. No, me neither. 
I don't want to, honestly, honestly, I don't want to see the Colts because it's going to be really hard to beat a team three times an interdivisional team. I mean, it was already, it just, it's just hard to do that. And but then, I tell you, I'll tell you one thing Titans aren't going to be afraid of anybody. They, if they yeah. win, if, if the Titans play you, you're going to feel it all the way up until Wednesday the next week. That's, that's what this team is built on that physical toughness. And let's go into Houston, let's take care of business. 35 14, Tennessee wins. Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get this one seed. We haven't been the one seed since 2008, I believe. That's right. And let's uh, let's go. It was 2021. Let's take care of business and let's win the Super Bowl. Let's 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 punch them in the mouth. Let's punch them in the mouth. Tighten up, everybody. Tighten up.